0: Welcome back to the Heiden Ratner Level Up Leadership Podcast. Every time we jump on this podcast, the goal is that we level up in our leadership. Even if it's just a little bit, I'm passionate about getting better. We're right now in 2023, just kicked off the new year. It's January. We're going deeper with the Lord. We're growing as leaders this year. And I'm super grateful for anybody that's listening to this right when it drops or maybe even later, uh, because I believe you're going to get better from this episode. Even right now i'd say go ahead and hit the subscribe button leave a comment or review if this is helpful maybe even share this because somebody else may need to lean in and listen and level up because today we have a special guest in the house on the level up podcast it's my guy pastor mike bussey let's go (laughs) i wish we had like a little clap hand sound effect or something maybe we can get that someday but i'm super pumped to have you on the podcast because you're a great leader great husband, dad, and you're the executive pastor here at Walk Church, and it's been a joy of mine to journey with you and learn from you along the way. Pastor Mike, say what's up to the podcast. All Somebody's right. listening yeah. right now.
1: Hey, everyone. And Pastor Hyden, thank you so much. Uh, really just an yeah. honor to be here. Praise God.
0: I wish I could have someone introduce me like that every time. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'm glad that, that I can, because it's true. And we're talking leadership today. But I want to talk about one form of leadership specific to, to our faith, to the Christian mm. faith, to the journey of following Jesus. And that is the topic of the Word of God. I love the Bible. I Amen. love the the revelation of God through the scriptures. And you're one of my favorite Bible teachers. You're a theologian. You actually recently graduated from Moody Bible, uh, Moody Theological Seminary. Yeah. That's and right. um got your MDiv and pastoral studies and mm-hmm. digging deep in the word. Um, you're passionate about the original languages and getting the word right. Yeah, that's right. And one way a leader can level up is by leveling up in the word. Yeah. Maybe you're listening to this right now, maybe you're watching this right now, and you're like, you know what, my, my Bible reading times are okay, but they could be better. Or maybe today you're thinking, I wanna be a more effective studier of the word of God this year, you wanna level up in your Bible reading, you're listening to the right podcast, come on. yeah, uh, Cause that's what we're talking about here in this session. Let me just go ahead and throw uh, an, an early question to you right now, why should we read the Bible?
1: You know, I've, I've heard it said, you probably heard it too, that the Bible really is like a love letter from, from God, from hev- heaven to us. That's right. And you know, I think sometimes um, uh, if we're not careful, we can just really lose the wonder Mm. Uh, of the fact that we have a Bible. Yeah. I mean, these are the words of God written down for us, right? To teach us how to live in right relationship with him, to teach us about salvation and and, and so many other important topics that we find in the Bible. And, uh, you know, we can just learn so much about God by reading the Bible. That's right. I mean, uh, theologians have, have really tried to um, break down this whole topic of revelation into into really two different categories, right? The first category is general revelation and General revelation is is really what we can learn about God by looking at the the world around us. Got it. Right. So we can look at um, at creation. We can look at something like the sun, and we see how hot and powerful the sun is, and you know that tells us something about God, right? That God is is infinitely more powerful than the sun because God right. created the sun. So good. We can look at even just the the way that. Um, that the world was created in an orderly way and the way that things work together. And and so that tells us something about God, that God is intelligent, that God is orderly. That's right. But the Bible tells us something about God in a special way uh, that you can't know just by looking at the world around us. And so theologians call that special revelation. That's really what the Bible is. Got it.
0: Yeah, so what I heard you just share is that there's two ways primarily that God reveals himself. Yeah. There's general revelation, which has to do with creation and just going outside. I was driving in Las Vegas this morning. And I looked at the mountains and just seeing the snow on the mountains and it just like almost looked 3D from my view. I'm like, man, God created those. Yeah, that's right. God, like just looking outside and seeing the sun and the moon and the the orbit and the the air that we breathe. Mm-hmm. God's revealing himself through creation. Even, but you're, even the beauty of creation. The beauty of creation, 100%. Yeah but you're saying there's another way that God reveals himself and that's special revelation, which is directly through the revelation of the word of God, where God reveals mm-hmm. things about himself. Talk to us a little bit more about special revelation. What do you mean when you say that and, and how can we have an understanding of what that is? Yeah,
1: so I, I would just say the special revelation is God revealing something to us about himself or even about us that we would otherwise never know unless he was gracious enough and good enough to reveal it to us. Right. And that's really what the Bible is. You know, the Bible um, not only tells us about God, but like I said, it it tells us about us. It tells us where we came from. It tells us why we were created. It tells us where we're headed. Um, It tells us why we're in this fallen condition that we're in and why we see evil in the world around us. Um, It tells us um, that God has a plan for salvation and a way to come and deal with the problem of evil. And that one day we'll be with him forever yep and I, w- I would even just say that the principal way that god has revealed himself is in the person of jesus christ and that's really the the focal point or the the center of the teaching of the entire bible right uh, the old testament leads up to the birth of christ and the new testament really is all about the life of christ and what he accomplished for
0: us on the cross and how we should live now as christians so good yeah he He's the link between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Um, he's revealed in both, and it's beneficial to have a healthy appetite of the Old Testament and the New Testament, and to really spend time in those books. Because, like you just said, what's God doing? He's revealing Himself to right. you. You know, I once heard the goal of Bible reading is not for more information. That's right. But the goal is to deepen your relationship with God. Because there's something about reading the Word where Hebrews 4.12 says the Bible is is living and active. Yeah. This book comes alive for us when we read it. Mm-hmm. And so I love how you're, you're breaking that down. Yeah, right it's now.
1: really the only book
0: that actually reads you when you read it. So good. You're right, on target. Uh, so let me go ahead and go a little deeper from yeah. just the why we read mm-hmm. the Bible, general revelation, special revelation. God is revealing himself through the word. Let's talk a little bit more about the Bible. How many books are recorded in the bible and just how did we even get there to this this big library of books all contained in one uh what what would you call it one yeah
1: what well, i think one book is one book. it's a library of books it, yeah, really right yeah, so yep. there's 66 books in the bible written by over 40 different authors over a period of 1400 years wow uh penned from over 3 different continents right, right. not over 3 but 3 different continents yeah. And, uh, and, and really, it's all of these books um, into one library that we now call the Bible. Great. Right? So the, the, the 39 books of the Old Testament, the 27 books of the New Testament together create what we call the Bible.
0: Yeah. And, and there's a verse in 2 Timothy 3.16, which says, All Scripture is breathed out by God and it is good for our Application, our correction, our reproof, mm-hmm. our walk, so yeah. that we may be mature and complete in everything we do. Um, can you just talk and give a little insight to what that means? It says that all Scripture is breathed out, yeah. or some some translations would say inspired yeah. by God.
1: Yeah, yeah. It says that it's given by by inspiration of God is how some of our new um, our English versions translate that word. But um, when you when you look at that sentence, first of all, you're saying it's the Scripture itself is what is breathed out by God. So this word inspiration, um, again, that's a Latin word. Mm. Um, and it, it's not the best translation. Um, the, the Greek word is actually this compound word. It's theopeneustos. It's a compound word which means God and then uh, penustos, which, mean, which means breathed. Um, and so we, we're, what the Bible teaches is that the it's actually the scripture itself that is breathed out by God onto the page. And so wow. I really prefer um that translation That's good. that is breathed out by God. And, and here's why. Uh, when I look at the word inspiration, um, it doesn't mean to us in 21st century America, what it meant to, uh, Jerome, uh, in 400 AD. Great, Right. For me, when I'm sitting here thinking about inspiration, I'm thinking about, I was inspired to do something. I got a got feeling it. inside me. It made me want to do something. Got it. Uh, but this re- word is really a lot more technical, and, and and it's really the scripture itself through the the pen of the prophet that was literally breathed out by God onto the so page. So And when it says all scripture, it's, it's talking about uh, not only just the New Testament documents, but but even the Old Testament documents. I would even totally. say primarily the Old Testament
0: um, yeah. documents. Yeah. So when we breathe, we breathe out breath. Yep. When God breathes, he breathes out the word. Yeah. And sometimes really- stars, right? Yeah. 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 Even sometimes stars. <laughs> The only way you would know that is because God revealed that. That's right. Through his scriptures. Yeah. So good. Um, well, one thing we do here at Walk Church every January of the new year is we take a a chunk of days, 21 days specifically, mm. to go deeper with the Lord. Yeah. The idea is to go beyond the surface in our relationship, and our walk with Jesus. The word deepen, by definition, means to go beyond the surface. So... If you wanna go beyond the service in your walk with Jesus, you gotta go a little deeper this year, mm. deeper into the word, deeper into prayer. We do 21 days of prayer and couple that with fasting for the purpose of saying, I'm not just gonna stay on the the lazy river or the shallow end of the pool. I'm gonna take a step and go a little deeper. I think that's true for leadership. If you have shallow leadership, go deeper this year. Yeah. If you have a shallow marriage, go deeper this year. Yeah, absolutely. Right? If you if, if you have shallow workouts, maybe add a little bit of weight <laughs> to the bar and challenge yourself to go a little bit deeper. That's what I want us to do uh, with our Bible reading. And so one thing that we're about to do is we're gonna walk through the Gospel of John as a church family. And if you're listening or watching this right now and you wanna join us in that, well, the Gospel of John's 21 days because it has 21 chapters. We're gonna do a chapter a day And we're going to encourage people in our church Mm -hmm. to read one chapter out of the Gospel of John each day for 21 days and complete this book. Something that I want to ask you about is just why do you love the Gospel of John? What do you appreciate about this Gospel? There's four Gospels, right? In the New Testament, there's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, four accounts of the life of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about the Gospel of John.
1: Yeah, well, first of all, I would just say that I really love all four of sure. the Gospels. Um, they all just paint such an amazing um, picture of the life of Jesus. But the book of John really sets itself apart in a special way. Mm. Um, the, the synoptic Gospels, as they're called, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, really kind of, um, they give a view uh, together of of a lot of the same events, and they kind of tell it from a different angle. Sure, but the book of John sets apart itself apart in a way that really gives us a deeper insight into the life of who Jesus is. Um, uh, John really allows us to peer more deeply into uh, God's revelation of Himself through Jesus Christ in really a, a unique way. That's good. Uh, John Calvin, uh, I, I like this quote, I came across it a while ago, but John Calvin said something like, in the Synoptic Gospels, um, they show us the body of Jesus, but John shows us his soul. Wow. Um, so John shows us what Jesus is like by giving us a unique insight into who Jesus is. And so uh, just a couple examples of that, uh, John tells us that Jesus is the word of God, right? This word, The Greek word for, for word is this word... Lagos, right? Lagos. Yeah. Th- I
0: always wondered if it's logos or <laughs> logos. I've heard different translations for both, but I'm going to, I think it sounds cooler to say logos. Yeah.
1: Lagos. De- definitely the, the technical way to say it. Okay. I guess. But yeah, this word, logos, it's, it's not a simple word. There's a whole range of meanings, but it can have two basic meanings. Sure. Um, w- one meaning would be it, it would be kind of an inward thought or an inward logic of, of a person. Yep. Um, The second thought uh, or the second range of meaning, um, and I would say this is how John uses it in the book of John in the very first verse, it's really the outward expression of of the inner person. And so when when John tells us that Jesus is the word of God, it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. It's really uh, incredible that that Jesus now, we see him in flesh and bone, right? right. A human being just yeah. like us. He is the outward expression of who God is. So good. Really incredible.
0: Yeah. I believe that's John one fourteen, right? Uh, yeah. Well, it's the beginning of the gospel mm-hmm. of John it talks about in the beginning was the Word. Right. And the Word was God. The Word was with God. Yeah. And then if you fast forward if i can give you a little dot 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 john Mm -hmm. chapter one is fascinating by the way but if you jump to verse 14 it says and the word became flesh right and that's just a a remarkable thought why is john 1 14 um just that concept the word became flesh such an important verse for us
1: yeah well i think first of all just pointing back to john 1 1 right who is this person who's the word well what we learn is that this is god himself the second person of the Trinity. Yeah, um, the Word was already He already existed in the beginning. Yep. Not only was He with God, but He was God. Right. And then in John one fourteen, we learn that the eternal second person of the Godhead, Jesus, you know, becomes a human being in the person of Jesus Christ. So good. And I love the way that even John one fourteen says it because the word that He uses there, um, that He became flesh. I think that John could have said that He became man. Right, right. He became anthropos, but he doesn't use that word. He uses the word that he became flesh. And mm. and one of the reasons why I think this is so um, just amazing is yeah. because this word flesh is really a word in the New Testament that really signifies weakness, wow, in pain yeah. and, and 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 need. And so I think that John is just um, he's, he's, he's bringing con- us into the soul. He's contrasting. He's saying not not only was this God Himself. But he stepped all the way down he humbled himself all the way down yeah and took on flesh he entered into yeah. our weakness wow
0: i love that that that's a good way to just think about the difference because it could have said and in and, and the word became a man yeah but it says the word became flesh to identify with flesh yeah that's right right like one of the i'm not going to put this question out to you maybe i will just for fun but yeah. one kind of deep thought is Uh, why did jesus get baptized yeah right like jesus didn't have to repent of any sin um he he was not becoming a new creation necessarily right you know why does jesus jump in the line and tell john the baptizer you need to baptize me yeah and i think just one of the reasons why is because jesus is continuing to show the flesh he's continuing to show hey i can jump into the line with sinners and get baptized alongside, I'm I'm no better than you, even though I am, right? (laughs) I don't have to show you that I'm actually gonna, uh, I'm gonna jump into the same water that you sinners get baptized in. And and I think that's just one of the reasons why, is because Jesus is continuing to show us his humanity Mm. to relate to us and to create, a, a space to show us how much he loves us. Yeah. Amen?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think I would be just in full agreement with you, Pastor Hyden. Yeah. I think that Jesus specifically does that. He says, number one, to fulfill all righteousness. Right. But I think number two, it's really just to, to further identify with sinners. Right? He, he, even if you look forward now to the cross, yeah. you see Jesus hanging on the cross, but he's not hanging there alone. He's right. literally surrounded uh, with two criminals, one on right. each side. Wow. And so he identifies with us, in not only in his birth and in his baptism, but even in his death. And the amazing thing is that now we get to identify with him in his resurrection. Yeah, in his life. Yeah.
0: In his resurrection. Wow. Yeah. Praise God.
1: I, I would even just say that some of the other ways that the Gospel of John really shows us the soul mm. of Jesus is really really two more ways that I just want to highlight here. Do it. Yeah, please. Number one, in John chapter 11, the Bible tells us that Jesus' friend Lazarus died. Mm. And then in the shortest verse in the entire Bible, um, John tells us that Jesus wept. That's right. I mean, two you, words, you, a two-word verse. Yeah, a two-word verse. It's so profound that they literally just made it its own verse back when they did the verse. Jesus just, wept. Yeah, really, really crazy. Just to just to see that that he was really like us the in every emotion. way. Yeah, yep. it shows us the emotional life. And uh, the other way that I want to hi- highlight here in. Um, when we're talking about the, how John really shows us the soul, shows us the heart of Jesus, yeah. is in John chapter 17, This we get an insight into this incredible prayer right. between Jesus so good. and God the Father. And we are invited to, to jump into the garden with him and, and hear Jesus pray to the Father. And so John chapter 17 really just shows us what's in the deepest part of Jesus' heart. What is he most passionate about? Yep. And what you find there is that he's most passionate about his father's glory. Right. He's most passionate about, um, about his own glory even, right? Yep. He says, glorify me with the glory that I had with you before the world so began. So good, yep. And then the other thing that he's really passionate about that comes through really clear in John chapter 17 is that he's really passionate about the people uh, that he came to save.
0: Right, no doubt. And, and I would even do one more plus is, is yeah. the topic of unity yeah right that's this, right this prayer, this high priestly prayer that that we would become one just as Jesus and the Father and the Spirit are one um, that we as as the church would have a, a, a similar type of unity that only he could band together. yeah but again, we get that through reading the word yeah. That's right. One of my favorite verses in the Gospel of John is John 14, 6. Mm. It's a, yeah, that's a great one. It's a controversial verse because of the, the clarity that Jesus presents in it. But he says, <laughs> he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And yeah. so I think what Jesus is doing there, he's just definitively sharing that he's the way to God. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny that you said it's controversial yeah. because
1: it's so clear. Right. Right. It's hard to wiggle out of. You, yeah. you just can't. Jesus is making a definitive claim mm. that he's the only way and that there yeah. is
0: no other way. And the good news is... There's a way. There's a way. <laughs> you know, I, I I don't want to spend a ton of time arguing. Rather, I want to spend a ton of time thanking Jesus that yeah. there's a way. That's right. Um, I, I can remember... Uh, Several years ago, after becoming a believer in Jesus, uh, getting a Bible, my mom mailed me a Bible to Harrisonburg, Virginia, uh, when I was a freshman in college that came to know the Lord through a ministry called FCA, Fellowship Christian Athletes. I was playing college basketball, came to know Jesus, was instructed by a brother named Joe there on the campus, man, here's some good wisdom for you. Read the word. Yeah. Um, I think that that helped me just give know my next step. Right. What's my next step? It's it's to get to know him. Yeah. In the word and just through reading the Bible, um, through continuing to open it daily and unfold the word daily, it was like I'm 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 having a conversation with God daily. Yeah, absolutely. Where I'm praying and speaking, and God's speaking back through His Word. I wonder, I remember I once had a moment where um, I was at a conference. And uh, I went up to a guy named D.A. Carson. He's a great theologian. Maybe I've heard some say he's arguably one of the top theologians still alive today. Yeah? That would definitely be my opinion. I, got, I caught a moment with D.A. before he walked out of the, the room off the stage. And I said, hey, hey, Dr. Carson, what would be one piece of advice that you would give this young, zealous, hopeful pastor one day uh, piece of advice, what would you give me? And he looked at me and he just said, master the word. Wow. That was it. Master the that's word. That's amazing. That's that's what I got. He, he kept going. That was it. I, I had another similar moment where I was at a different conference, uh, the Together for the Gospel Conference in Louisville, Kentucky. And again, I just sometimes like to ask, hey, leaders are learners, right? right. That's Absolutely. the L. Absolutely, yeah. Um, there was another pastor named Thabiti Anualbi, I, 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 I hope I said that right. Yeah, I think it's an, Anyabuile. Uh, ah, <laughs> Thabiti, if you ever listen to this, I'm sorry for not pronouncing it right. But I, I deep respect for yeah, Pastor Thabiti. It's, it's a tough one. Anyabwile. Yeah. Okay, I found Pastor Thabiti. He preached a great word. I caught him as before he left, I said, Pastor Thibiti, um one day I feel led to plant a church. My wife and I are on this journey together. What would be a piece of advice uh, you'd give me? And he, and he, he looked at me, again he said man spend as much time in the word as you can wow don't don't outgrow your need for the word right just continue to swim in the bible god will give you everything you need and i want to just say that to somebody listening or watching right now that uh, i want to return the word uh that was given to me stick in the word yeah you know 2023 if it's your greatest year in the word of god that you're gonna be mm-hmm. rich in the word. yeah. Um, the word is gonna come alive in your life in supernatural, fresh ways. I think it's gonna be the encouragement you need. It's gonna be the source of power you need. It's gonna be the wisdom and correction when you're off. It's gonna be the affirmation when you're on. Uh, the word just seems to be on time. Pastor Mike, I want, to share, I want to ask you one question before we, we wrap this session okay. up, and, and maybe we'll do a part two of this sure. because I think there's still a lot more we can jump into. Yeah. Um, but for somebody who's maybe newer to reading the Bible or maybe just feels stuck, mm. maybe they just feel like, you know, I can't get a rhythm, what are some practical tips, some, some practical ideas on how somebody can level up in their Bible reading this year?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think one of the very best things that you can do is number one, start with a good study Bible. Um, the ESV study Bible is a great, um, place to start. Uh, I think it's one of the best study Bibles, um, in existence today. Uh, but one of the reasons why a study Bible is so helpful is it's going to help you, um, to ask certain questions about the text that you're going to read. Right. So for example, if we're thinking about jumping into the book of John, yeah, um, we we want to kind of get a lay of the land yeah. a little bit before we just open up and start reading. Correct, right? And so, some of the things that the ESV Study Bible will tell you before you get to the book of John, kind of in the beginning, is it'll tell you um, it'll tell you a number of things. Like for example, it'll tell you who wrote the book, whatever book you're reading, right? So, if if you're in the book of Romans, it'll tell you Paul. Uh, was the author of the book of Romans in this case it's John John's yeah. gospel he'll say John is the author um he'll he'll answer the question um, in advance when it was written um, it'll answer the question why was it written who was it written to yeah uh, what kind of um what kind of literate uh, literature is it right is it there there's a lot of different choices the bible has 66 books they're um they're all not all different but there's yeah. many different kinds of um of writings in there, right? So, for example, it might be uh, wisdom literature. We love to read the Proverbs here, sure, right? And wisdom literature is read different than poetry, right? Sure. The Book of Psalms is, is poetry; they're songs, right? Um, whereas you you might open up to the Book of First Corinthians, and Paul's writing a, a letter to a specific church in a specific town that's right. dealing with specific issues, right? and he's gonna address those specific issues and give them advice, mm-hmm. or commands rather, right. on how to deal with those issues, both in their church and in their life. And so Good. that's considered didactic literature, it's teaching, Got it. right? And so when we get to the book of John, for example, we realize that this is actually a narrative. Right. Mm-hmm. This is a, a narrative of a, the story of the life of Jesus. And so, so good. it's good to know that before you jump into a book. Otherwise, right. you might jump into the book of Revelation and, and wonder where in the world you're at. Right, right, right. Because right. that's apoc- apocalyptic literature. Wow. Uh, you've got to read that and, and interpret that in a whole different way. Let me
0: just go ahead and recap some of the things I just heard you say, because I want to catch some of that. Um, you said... Um, when you read the Bible, it's good to know what type of book you're reading within the Bible. That's right. Because there's different genres of literature mm-hmm. that the Bible contain. You said there's wisdom books mm-hmm. like the Book of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. Any other wisdom books? Uh, Song of Solomon. Song believe, of Solomon. Yeah. You said there's Job even I believe is wisdom. Job. Mm-hmm. You said that there's
1: prophetic books. Yeah, prophetic books like Daniel. Um, uh, I, I think the book of Isaiah. I was sure. going to say Ezekiel, but yeah. Ezekiel really falls into the apocalyptic
0: category. Apocalyptic. There, you said poetic. There's poetic books yeah. in the Bible. Yeah. The book of Psalms. Psalms is poetic for sure. Yeah. Um, then you you said apocalyptic. What a word. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The apocalyptic. It just means the uh, an unveiling of something, right? So yeah. um, it, it's it's almost just like you know revelation of of something that's. Um, beyond our natural w- world God, right yeah
0: that would be a good word to describe revelation in yeah, yeah. ezekiel um, and then you said there's narrative literature mm-hmm. and that's what we're looking at in the gospel of john this is a narrative of the life of jesus yeah that's and right. um i think yeah you're right i love study bibles because they can help you understand i'm going to drop this c word right here the context yeah
1: that's
0: of great. what you're reading i think to level up in your bible reading this year one thing that you could do is just get the context right. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of just getting the Bible out and just random flip <laughs> to a random page, pick out a verse, and all of a sudden you're reading it and you're you're hoping somehow this is going to speak to you. Right. Now, in God's sovereignty and bigness, maybe he can. Yeah. But he but he does give us a better way. Yeah. There's right? definitely a better way. Read the word in context. And what you're saying is when you start Understand the context first, a study Bible can help with that. Maybe give us a couple more tips on how to read the Bible and then we'll wrap this session up.
1: Yeah, I, I, I like that there's a rule um, that I've heard. It's just called the 2020 rule. Like, just yeah. speaking of context, um, I think one, it's it's just something, it's a rule that if you put into place, it'll help you understand what you're reading and yeah. wherever you're at, right? And so the rule of 2020 just says, um, if you wanna understand the verse that you're reading, read the the twenty verses before it and read the twenty verses after it. Nice and most likely that'll add a little bit of clarity to to what you're reading.
0: Yep. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. The the 2020 rule. I yeah. wanna put that into action. I need to redeem the the number 2020 anyway. So yeah. <laughs> I need to have a new way of thinking about that. Uh, through the Word, that's awesome. Yeah,
1: I think um, one other thing yeah. that I would just say, even just to bring it for full circle here, is is just to to realize that when you do open up your Bible, you're reading something special. Hmm. You're reading something that God deliberately uh, and graciously gave us. And you know, even even just thinking back now to Jesus's high priestly prayer in John chapter 17, yeah. right, this prayer between He and the Father, He starts it out by saying, "And this is eternal life, that they know You." the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And so as you're reading your Bible, just realize that the purpose for reading the Bible is to get to know the author. That's right? good. It's to get to know God. That's good. Through his son, Jesus. And it's through the words that are on the page, through the Holy Spirit who's inside you. There's this interaction that happens um, in the spiritual realm between you and God as you read his word and apply it to your life. Um and even just employ some other tools like the the W Map um, yeah. method yeah. Of, of reading the Bible.
0: Sure, it's really helpful. Yeah, uh, Pastor Mike just mentioned W Map, and really what that is, it's an acronym, mm-hmm. uh, really for a formula that I felt like the Lord gave me for just more effective Bible reading. Uh, I notice sometimes I can just read, and it can kind of feel like some shotgun reading. In other words, I read through it. I got to get through it. I read through it. Okay, now let me get to uh, where I need to go or the task I need to do. And Mm -hmm. what I realized is, um, if the Bible or the chapter that I'm reading was a wet rag, I'm not wringing it all the way out. I'm just getting just that's surfaceable Bible reading, right? If you just read it to get through it, that's surfaceable. You might remember something you might not, but the W map is this idea that you start with the word. So we're talking about the gospel of John. Let's just say John chapter one, that's Mm -hmm. the word the m stands for meditation so it's not just reading the word it's meditating on the word and that's that's not just a good idea that's a biblical idea yeah, david right. says in psalm 1 i meditate on your law day and night meditation doesn't mean reading reading means reading meditation right. means i'm thinking deeply about it right so it's not just reading john 1:14 that says the word became flesh But let me think. Let me meditate on this idea. The word became flesh. The word became something, Mm. flesh. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're thinking deeply about the verse, and you're meditating on it. And now it's it's you're soaking the word. It's becoming a part of you. That's the M. The A stands for application. If we're not careful, we can read the word fast, fast enough to never have to apply it. Right. And I really believe. um, Well, let me just quote from. Jesus's brother James, where he says, I don't just be hearers of the word and so deceive yourself, but what? Be doers. Doers. Yeah. Right? right? If you're going to level up in your leadership, you're, you're going to mm-hmm. have to do the word. That's right. You're going to have to live the words that God gave you. In fact, I saw this meme recently. It challenged me, but it was, it was kind of humorous. It, it shows somebody who's saying, Hey, how, God, how come you're not speaking to me? How come you're not talking to me? And it shows God at the last place that he spoke to him he said yeah. i'm still over here waiting for you to do the first thing i told you to do yeah right and so the a stands for application um so w map w get a word find a word pick a word meditate on that word think about how you can then apply that word and then mm-hmm. the p stands for pray the word yeah uh, i think there's something powerful about praying what god is speaking absolutely. to you absolutely even asking him to help you do what you're reading I think that's essential. It's a big deal. Yeah. We need, we need God's help. Yeah. Uh, And the amazing thing is, is that help is available for us when we ask him. Help is available. WMAP Word Meditation Application Prayer. I love how you reminded us of that tip. I'm excited to jump into the Gospel of John. I am too. I'm going to level up in my leadership through watching Jesus move and lead and disciple through the Gospel of John. And I'm excited to do it with our Walk family and anybody else who's listening or watching this right now. Amen. Pastor Mike, thanks for joining us on the podcast today, and thank thanks for you, having me, listener, amen, watcher, um, and level up leader, should I say, and uh, stay tuned because we got a lot more content coming on how you can level up. If you want to know more about our deeper theme, you can go to walkchurch.com slash deeper, D-E-E-P-E-R. And you can follow along with our study through the Gospel of John, get to know a little bit more about the topic of fasting and prayer, what we do for these 21 days. We actually wrote a booklet. Pastor Mike wrote big ideas on each chapter in the Gospel of John. And so we'd love to invite you to follow this journey with us as we level up and go deeper together. Thanks for jumping on today with us. Peace.